1: Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
0: This is Full Change with Tom Laidlaw.
2: I'm really pumped about this show. We have... A former uh, rival of yours, and then a former teammate, four-time Stanley Cup winner, and one of the best cornermen to ever play in the NHL. We have your your
0: friend, God. John Tonelli. Mr. Spear me in the face, Tonelli.
1: <laughs> JT, how are you doing
0: there, brother? Good to see you.
1: I'm doing well, my friend. And yeah, how about thank you. Yourself?
0: I'm doing excellent. Thank you very much for coming on the show. So we, I joke around with you and give you a hard time, but you are a person I respect a great deal, not only as a hockey player, but as a person too. So let's get that out of the way. That's the last nice thing I'm going to say about you. I'm ready. I'm okay, ready. Good, for good, good deal. So uh, I know about you, so I'll go ahead. I'm going to ask you some questions I already know, but you grew up in Milton, Ontario, correct? Uh,
1: Milton, Ontario, yeah. About uh, 30 miles west of uh, the big city, Toronto. Yeah. Uh, back uh, Back in those days, the population was maybe 5,000. Right. A lot of dairy farms and and not much to do, but yeah. uh, hang out and play ball hockey with your friends. And yeah. when the winter came, you know, skate on ponds and all day long until your parents scream and yell, "Come on, it's it's dinner time! Let's get in the house." Right. You know those those days.
0: So, did you spear your uh, friends uh, back then too? Like you were five or six years old, you grass check them <laughs> and spear them. <laughs> uh,
1: no, I, no, I did not. <laughs>
0: so, did you start off being a real good player when you started?
1: Uh, I don't know about uh, uh, about being so good so early. Um, I did uh, I did have a lot of uh, uh, gentlemen coaches, uh, mentors that uh, uh, emphasize the work the work ethic right. part of the game and and uh, you know if you give it all you got you never know what can right. happen. Although uh, coming up uh, in the small town of Milton, you know we, uh, we never got to compete against the best, right? the best teams, like uh, the team, the big teams in Toronto. So in a way, I kind of, I kind of think that worked out well for me because uh, you know, I wasn't on a team full of uh, really all really good players, you know, where you'd have to compete for ice time.
0: Right. Now your father, what'd your father do for work?
1: So my, uh, my dad was a, a steel worker. Right. Uh, probably the, the one and only factory in the town of Milton was yeah. called North American Rockwell and they made uh, Chrysler car springs.
0: Oh, wow. Well, wow. so the work ethic, a lot of, so I'm assuming from your father, you got a lot of that work ethic, right?
1: I, I really did. Uh, you know, that was ship work, two weeks of days, two weeks of afternoons and two weeks of midnights. Oh, wow. And on his, on his day shift for two weeks, he would work on a, a friend of his farm and uh, I, I'll never forget, My fondest memories of my dad were uh, going to work with him at the farm and uh, riding a big red tractor. There you go. The the farm ball. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just, just loved it.
0: That's cool. Uh, So you're growing up now. You get better and better. Did you go play junior hockey, correct?
1: So a good, a good friend of ours uh, who uh, who was a good friend of my dad's actually was uh, kind of a part-time scout. And he had, uh, he'd been watching me since a kid and, he went and uh, and talked to the Marlies and, and uh, the Toronto Marlies, the junior team there, and and basically said, uh, you know, you got you to gotta take a look at this kid. You know, he's right. not bad. Right. And uh, uh, so uh, the year I got drafted by the Marlies uh, prior to that, maybe a month or so before that, there's a knock on the door out in Milton on Ontario right. Street. You know, they said, we're the only house on that street.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Big
1: yeah. knocking on the door. And my mom uh, goes to the door. And, and uh, there's this tall, big, tall guy there. And my mom's yelling and screaming, the chief is here. The chief is here. <laughs> the chief was George Armstrong. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Oh. The coach of the junior team at that yeah. time. And uh, she's yelling, Alec, my dad's name. Alec, oh. Alec, the chief's here. I can't believe it. Right? So. <laughs> They wanted to come out and pay my parents a, a visit. Uh, we sat down uh, at the kitchen table. There we are with, with uh, you know, I think it's uh, the 64 Toronto Maple Leaf captain.
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah. Last
1: time they won the Stanley Cup. Yeah. I think I'm right.
0: Yeah. So, yeah,
1: we're sitting there and and they told my dad, we'd really like your son to come play with us next year. And, wow. and uh, at that time, I was committed to play college hockey oh. with, with my older brother. Uh, down at RPI.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
1: So I had a scholarship, I had a free ride, and uh, now I had to make a decision. Right. And, uh, you know, f- fortunately for me, it, it worked out well. I didn't get injured. Right. You know, I survived uh, that two years of junior and moved on.
0: Right. And now at this point now, are you thinking you get a chance to play in the National Hockey League? Is that when it's really happening for you?
1: Yeah, uh, you know, not uh, not in my first year junior my second year junior, I had a, I had a really good year and, uh, we played, I, we had a great team and, uh, uh, there were, I, I had an agent. I lived with a family, uh, the Bedali family.
0: Oh yeah. Gus Bedali. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: So Gus was, uh, was an agent yeah, and he was advising me and, uh, you know, not, 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 not soon after he was, uh, advising Wayne Gretzky. So that's right. Uh, that's right. We are were, we were in pretty good hands. Uh, yeah, I love Gus and that family. They, they treated me like I was one of them.
0: That's and, great.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, just a great experience. And, and he kind of, he's the one that told me, you know, there's a lot of interest. You know, wow. you, could, you could move on to the next level, which was pretty exciting.
0: So you had the two years of junior, and then now you're eligible for the NHL draft at that point?
1: At that time? Yeah. Um, it's I don't want to go into it too long, but at that time, uh, it, if you can remember, the juniors, but those yes. junior leagues were losing a lot of players to right. underage, under the age of twenty. Right. So they wanted to invoke this 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 law, this contract, right? That you could you had to be bonded or or committed to your junior team until you were the year the age of twenty, oh. the NHL draft year.
0: Right.
1: So um, here we are. I'm I played two years of juniors, and I'm just turning eighteen. And. Uh, uh, I wanted to repudiate the contract.
0: So, had you signed the contract?
1: I had signed it when okay. I was 17.
0: Right.
1: Okay. So, I had a way out. Yeah. I signed as an un- underage, uh, as a minor. Right. So, that contract at the end of the day was not binding. Okay. But it took me three years to win that case. That right. case, I was being sued by Harold Ballard and the Toronto Junior, Mar- Junior Marvels. Oh. Cool. And uh, because I had the opportunity to turn pro when I was 18 and went down to Houston. And it was a
0: WHA, right? Yeah. yeah
1: and the WHA. Yeah,
2: how'd okay. that come about, John?
1: Ah, boy, that's, uh, well, again, there's Gus at work and he said, uh, listen, Houston's really interested in you. They really want you. And, uh, I, but we have to figure out a way to get a, get out of this contract, this junior right. contract. And, uh, we figured a way and, and we got out. And it's funny at that time I was working, uh, in that steel mill where my dad was working. Right, and uh, and there I am. I'm I'm punching, uh, pressing car springs together. That's how I got my big uh, forearms. Not as big as yours, <laughs> but they're they're decent.
0: Yes, yes, <laughs> you are. Yeah, definitely. But, so you so while you're playing in uh, the down in Houston with the WHA, you're su- You're you're fighting that contract that you signed with the uh, Ontario Hockey League.
1: That that took three years. Wow, a okay. litigation. Well. Wow. and uh, so I eventually won that case, and all all uh, legal fees and everything were paid by
0: oh. by the... Harold Ballard would not like that too much.
1: He was he was not happy.
0: Wow, yeah.
2: so you get to Houston and there's a, a guy there named uh, Gordon Howe, right? How was that?
1: That absolutely special. Yeah, uh, unbelievable. Just a just a great uh, human being, and took me under my wing and. And uh, he, loved, he loved to joke with me. He actually, uh, he, uh, he gave me a nickname. Uh, he said, you look, you look like a North American and I- Indian. I'm going to call you Tonto. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's right. I, never, I didn't know that's where you got that nickname. That's right.
1: So, uh, anyhow, he started calling me Tonto, and then everybody in the team called me Tonto. Oh. Thank God I got out of there. So <laughs> people would call me by my regular name, JT.
0: Yeah, yeah, now they, call, they called you Mister Islander there for a while. We we'll get to that later on. But, but, but
2: yeah. John, when you, you now you tell your your parents and your friends back home, you're like, "Yeah, I have this new nickname that Gordy Howe gave me. Yeah. that's, that's <laughs>
0: pretty cool. That is cool."
2: They
1: they actually had a uh, created a T-shirt, so oh. it's me, me in the middle, and I'm kind of got my hand up with with a feather coming out of my, <laughs> uh, back of my head, and and Gordy on my right, and Mark who was on my
0: left.
1: Right. So uh, I played center. Oh, he did. Gordy and Mark. Mark. Well, wow. uh, the first forty games of that season
0: was that your position, or were you? You're a winger, though, would you?
1: I was always a center. Oh, okay. Until uh, till I left. Uh, well, actually, I was always a center till halfway through that season, forty right. games in. Right. And uh, the, the, the the production wasn't wasn't there, you right. know. So they they switched me up with another guy, right. and they moved him up, and they put me down on the left side, which I really liked. Right. I liked that a lot, and that's yeah. how. That's where I became a left winger.
0: So now, so obviously, most people's dream is to play in the National Hockey League. But you're playing pro hockey in the WHA. Were you just now thinking, okay, I can't wait to get to the NHL, or were you saying this is where I'm going to play?
1: Well, there's uh, there were a lot of rumors uh, going on that Houston would be a, a possible NHL uh, right. destination, right. and uh, that's what they were gunning for. That's what they wanted.
0: Right.
1: Um, so the WHA lasted. Uh, I guess it opened in 72 yep and ended in 78 that's right and uh, during the you know during that time uh, they they created they took in four teams from the WHA yep. and uh, Houston was not one of them
0: right
1: so now on and you know I'm not I can't tell you how many teams are left I think there are eight teams left in the right. WHA in a set in 78 Right. but uh, the the balance of those teams were were spread out amongst the other teams. Right. So I I belonged I technically belonged to Winnipeg. Oh. So uh, and at that time uh, I had a choice, I had an option the New York Islanders or or Winnipeg.
0: what was your choice then? Because so so when the league's blended together, you belong to Winnipeg uh, of the NHL though, correct?
1: But at the age of 20, oh Remember the uh, the draft age was now twenty. So right. when I was twenty, the New York Islanders drafted me. Oh, okay. I was playing in Houston.
0: Okay. Were you a second round pick or what were you? First round.
1: Uh, second round. Okay. Behind uh, the big guy, Mister Bossy.
0: Oh, that's right. That's right. Nice and draft. Not too bad. Yeah. Not too bad. No kidding. So then, so you're drafted by the. Obviously, you make the choice. Then instead of going to Winnipeg, you went right to the Islanders.
1: Yeah, I thought about it for a bit. Uh, Winnipeg offered me a little bit more money. Oh, but I, you know, what really sold me was uh, I had uh, I I was asked to come up for a visit uh, to watch the Islanders play uh, uh, the Maple Leafs right. in '77, uh, where that game went seven games and Lanny McDor Lanny, Lanny yeah. McDonald scored.
0: Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, in overtime yeah. to beat them. Yeah,
1: and I I couldn't believe. I could not believe the uh, the crowd and and the the whole atmosphere, and, and I got to meet uh, a lot of the players after the game. Wow! And uh, I was sold. I was I was coming to New York.
0: Right. And so what? Now, so your first year in New York is what seventy seven, seventy eight. Correct. Okay. Good. Yeah. And the team and the team right then is like getting better, like headed towards winning the Stanley Cup. Correct.
1: Absolutely. Like yeah. I, when I when I got to training camp, I I remember. How, how nervous and how afraid I was, you know, just like, how am I going to, how am I going to fit on this team? I might make this hockey team. I'm walking around looking at some pretty damn good hockey players.
2: Sure. Had Uh, you, uh, John, had you been to New York before that?
1: Uh, I had not, um, actually I'm wrong. I, I did. I I traveled from Houston to long Island. I had, I had this, uh, this van, you know, those, uh, custom fans. Oh, sure. I had, uh, I had my, I had one child at the time and, and uh, we threw her in the back and she was comfortable in the back and we, we, we traveled.
0: Did you have the dice hanging from the mirror?
1: <laughs> Everything but, <laughs> and then we are, we're, we're traveling on the, on the, uh, what is it? The parkway. Sure. And we're, we're getting pretty close to hitting some of the, uh, the bridges.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I I had to get off
0: right
1: off that Parkway, and then I said, "The heck with it! I'm going to just head back to Toronto." Right. So it took us a while to find a hotel. Oh. Uh, and because we had no idea.
0: Right. Oh, wow. So
1: this, I'm glad you asked this question because uh, Al Arbor found out about this drive drive through New York right. Right. because they he thought and they thought that that uh, I might not enjoy the you know the area too much. Right. So he uh, he called me and said, you, you gotta come down. You gotta see Long Island. And uh, a couple of weeks later, we traveled to Long Island and we hung, we saw the beaches. And,
0: nice, yeah. And
1: uh, we, uh, uh, Al took us for a boat ride. Oh. And uh, the funny thing there is uh, I got into the boat funny and I hit my elbow on on the side of the boat and my elbow blows up. Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> You oh, elbowed the I, boat. I
1: was trying to hide it, but I couldn't. <laughs> it oh. was so goddamn big.
0: <laughs> oh, that's funny. So you go to your first training camp. Do you make the team right off the bat? Right.
1: Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. I was, and
0: and what line were you on at that point? Who were your is
1: I was playing with uh, Billy Harris and Mike oh. Kaziki
0: Oh, okay. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Mike. Mike do
2: you remember your uh, your first goal? Can you tell us about that?
1: Uh, yes, I do. It was uh, against Ken Dryden. Wow! We uh, beat the we beat the Canadians three two, and uh, I got the winner. It was pretty, uh, pretty, uh, pretty good feeling score against uh, Kenny. So
0: that first season for you 77-78, What happened to the playoffs with you guys in that year?
1: I forget. I forget what happened.
0: Well, <laughs> it's actually seventy
2: eight seventy nine, and they yes, here. Andy,
0: so you no. But the first season was seventy eight seventy nine. Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: I'm sorry. We were talking 78, 77, right. Uh, 77, 78 right. That was your first year. No. Oh, okay. Year. Gotcha. Okay. 78, Seventy-eight, seventy. Okay.
0: So in the playoffs, you, you guys are a pretty good team. Like, kind of destined to, like, everybody thought they're going to win the Stanley Cup, right? They lose the Canadians, right?
1: Yeah, but there was a, there was a team a little bit better than us
2: that year. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. the Canadians. Who was yeah. it? Who, who 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 knocked the Islanders out in '79? Tom.
0: <laughs> John <laughs> Davidson. John Davidson did right. Uh, that was Boy, good serious.
1: How come you guys couldn't finish it?
0: Uh, well, I wasn't there yet. That's why. I was not there. <laughs> yeah. they, they didn't have... They millions. were missing that one goal. from Yeah, one from goal. The so, John, no, no so we're joking around. So Rangers beat you out uh, in the semifinals. What's So what's the feeling at that point? Like, seriously, you guys were, like, really, people looking at you, these guys are good, good contenders to win the cup right now.
1: Absolutely. Right. I, you know, we... There was good vibe around the team until right. that happened. Right. You know, that really... Set us back. They really set us back uh, in the way we thought about things. Right. Like, like, wow. We gotta. We there's. We gotta find more to give. We gotta figure it out because uh, we're. You know. uh, Listen. There's no doubt about it. The Rangers had really good hockey teams, and uh, we we had to get through the Rangers to move on several times. And you know, uh, if it wasn't if it wasn't us, uh, you know, who knows. You right. know the Rangers were good enough to win too.
0: So do you do you really think you guys learned a lot from that that there's just more to give? You just gotta give more. It's not necessarily a talent thing. You just have to give more to get there.
1: Uh more to give and we were missing a piece or two. Right. And uh, the following season, uh so that's 7980, mm-hmm. um uh, Bill Torrey made a, made this trade for Butch Going. Yeah. And we gave away uh, Billy Harris and Dave yeah. Dave Lewis. That was okay. a big trade. Yeah. and Butch uh, fit in just like a glove. Yeah, he was he was the guy. He was the piece that we were missing. Right, and uh, it just seemed from that point on, we just I think we went uh, the next twelve games, you know, and never and never lost.
0: Oh, okay. And we were,
1: we were just peaking at the right time. Right. And, uh, we had you know we had four lines now that could really do some damage.
0: Right. So I know there's more to it than just one series, but I'll never forget the Boston series in the playoffs for you guys, the brawls, the Clark Gillies and Terry O'Reilly going at it. Like that was just, that was that like a test of will. Don't you think more than
1: anything, uh, incredible, incredible yeah. to watch my teammates, uh, yeah. stand up, stand up for us. You know, uh, and, having to fight Terry O'Reilly yeah. three times, um, uh, Bobby nice from going up against, uh, uh, wind sink, yeah. you know, and they had, they had a good six, seven guys that yeah. could play hockey too yeah. well physically.
0: Yeah. Like that big brawl, the one in Boston, right. That was like, not It's just, I think Bobby Knight already been kicked out of the game. Right. So he wasn't even in a brawl.
1: He might have, I, yeah. I don't remember, but I yeah. do know that, uh, Bobby, Lorm- Bobby Lormer yeah. was, uh, out there. On the blue line, hanging out by himself, yeah. And along comes Stan Jonathan,
0: sure, oh, out of nowhere, Bloodied him pretty good, yeah. Ooh. And
1: punches Bobby Lormer as hard as he can, right. and and Bobby's not even looking, right? Not looking, so that all the benches empty, and everybody's on the ice.
0: Oh, is that uh, what started that brawl? I didn't realize that. Okay,
1: that's that's exactly it. Everybody's on the ice. Everybody's got somebody. Hey, you know, I can I can remember Gary Howlett. Yes. Ashman. Yes. On their knees. Yeah. Still throwing punches. Yeah. It was it was incredible. And, yeah. but at, at the end of that game, there were probably eight guys on each bench.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: And uh, we ended up winning that game in overtime.
0: yep I remember I was in college at that time and uh, things were going pretty well and the Rangers were going to sign me. And I thought I was the toughest guy on the planet. Right. And then I'm watching this brawl on TV and I'm going, okay, hold on a second. He <laughs> decided I, to be a farmer at that oh point. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> seriously. I mean, that was like, like I said, it wasn't just the physical part. It was the mental part. Like guys, like doing it over and over and over and fighting through it. And guys like, okay, John, you were not a fighter necessarily, but what I've always been impressed about with you, you would never let that kind of play stop you from doing what you need to do to win, right? You would continue to fight through that. And that to me, that's one of the things too, is like, okay, he's not quitting. Like Tonelli's not quitting. He just keeps keeps going through it, right? That's,
1: uh, that's, the, only, that's the only thing that I could do, right? Yeah, what, do you, sure. what do you think I felt like when that brawl was going on?
0: yeah I, but yeah
1: hanging on i was yeah. hanging on and and you know fortunately for me i had a guy who was, wanted to hang on too sure. right
2: who'd yeah. you have
1: john <laughs> what if i had somebody else
2: yeah who'd, who'd you grab have? in that brawl
1: i had bob miller
0: oh sorry.
1: so bob and i hey and bob was pretty tough
2: sure
0: tough
1: too but uh we we're we we're asking each other you want to continue to play or you want to you want to go and i
0: think, sure hey,
1: we, you know we want to play sure. <laughs>
0: So the, so you beat them, and then you played Philly in the finals. That's right. That was the semifinals against Boston?
1: Uh, Boston was the quarters.
0: Oh, it was. Okay. Yep. Who did you beat next then?
1: Uh, we played Buffalo.
0: Oh, that's right. Okay.
1: Remember how good they were?
0: Yeah, they are good. Yeah. Jim Schoenfeld I mean, and all those guys.
1: So you're not in the league yet?
0: No. That was my senior year of college. Okay. Yep.
1: So, uh, well, you would have played against them the next year. Boy, they yeah. had big, tall defensemen.
0: Yes, they did. Yeah. Tom
1: yeah. And Jerry Corab,
0: Larry Playfair,
1: Playfair, yeah, and uh, Height, Billy Height, Remember that's him? right,
0: yes, yeah, wow, yeah. they yeah, were huge. Team. And how many games did it take you to beat them? Uh, six. Oh, was okay. Yeah. So now, I mean, you hear the stories. So I went to the semifinals twice, and that was that was a pretty tough slog. And one of the big things you hear from players who have won this, gone to the cup and won the cup is that. It's like now that you're tired. Like now you played that long, tough series against Boston, fairly long series, tough series against uh, Buffalo, and now you're playing Philadelphia. So it doesn't get any easier, right?
1: Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. And were they good? They yeah. were really good yeah. hockey team. They could uh, match you physically and yeah. and finesse. Right. You know, they were they were so good, and right. they demonstrated that during the season. Right. I think I think they went. 30 plus games yeah, or 33 games that's right that's
0: yeah. right
1: yeah well wow. so back in the dinosaur days where ties were allowed
0: that's correct? right i know
1: the end the games ended in a tie
0: that's right yeah oh yeah. wow so how are you feeling physically at this point and, and mentally so it's i mean now you've got a chance of winning the stanley cup but you're tired too right
1: absolutely yeah. absolutely but but it's uh you get a you get a you know how you get a second win. Yeah. yeah. Working away, you're working away, and you think your body's giving up on you. Yeah. You get this second win.
0: Yeah. The
1: second burst of energy. And right. uh, now, now we've finally gotten through that barrier right. of getting to the finals and having a, a shot right. at the at the ultimate uh, trophy. Right. Um, we uh, we always uh, we were really good in the other teams building. You know, to walk in and and take that first game and sometimes, you know, take take the first two.
0: Right.
1: Uh, We did that. We did that against uh, Boston in the quarters and we did that against Buffalo.
0: Right.
1: So so it just kind of. But so we were able to take the first game in Philly. Mm -hmm. Uh, We took them by surprise. Uh, We won in overtime. And then uh, but uh, that's all we were getting (laughs) uh, because they came back really strong the next the next game. Right. um and if you had to ask me what was what was the biggest difference in that series sure it would be our power play
0: right
1: you know uh they couldn't afford to take a penalty sure uh and they were taking them and our guys uh you know trots and boss and Dennis right. man, and and Stefan Pearson and Clarkie
0: right
1: I mean they were putting a puck in it so it was it was uh really That would be the one edge that we had.
0: Yeah, that's how you had to beat the Flyers back then, right? When we beat them in playoff series, that was it. We had to be scoring goals when they took penalties, yeah. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip.
2: Hi, checking in for...
0: Or the perfect table.
2: Hey, where are you? Coming!
0: And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card...
2: Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it
0: and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. You guys had a pretty good goalie too, John, right?
1: Uh, Without question. Smitty uh, was, so back, uh, you know, before those playoffs, I guess the playoffs before, the year before, we were, um, Al would rotate Chico Resch and Billy Smith rotate him you know he didn't go with the the one goalie in 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 that first play in the first Stanley Cup in the 80s uh Al changed his mind and said I'm going to go with the the hottest goaltender and he went with Smitty
0: right
1: and uh uh, Smitty uh thrived on it
0: right yeah he He played better in the playoffs than he did in the regular season
1: it's so weird because he didn't really enjoy practice oh he didn't want to get hit by a puck in practice
0: oh is that
2: right (laughs) did you ever catch him with one in, in, in practice
1: well, that my I can remember vividly my first training camp. Yeah, I'd be flying down that left wing and let a big slapper go right up by his ear earlobe. <laughs> the next time I did that, he'd come rushing out. Oh rushing and skating as fast as he could at me oh. and slide and take my legs out. Oh yeah, really? I'd go like a somersault. <laughs> <laughs> head over oh yeah, head over and feet.
0: Did he say something to you? Nope. He oh didn't need there to
1: work went back oh. and that that I never shot at his head. Again. There
0: you go. <laughs> That's funny. J d. if we did that to jD, he'd take his catching glove off and put it on top of the stick. And he? Stand, yeah, stand there. He was <laughs> he was mad too. If you ever did that, yeah, we just didn't do it. We just didn't shoot high at all. Yeah,
1: But he would just stand there.
0: Oh yeah, and he'd have that scowl on his face too, you know, <laughs> right through the mask and everything. You're like, okay, we're not going to shoot high anymore. That's it. <laughs> oh yeah, JD. Yeah, and he was such he was such the leader too. Like, especially as a young player, he wanted to be accepted by JD. So if you did something, that kind of. you know, went What do you mean, him, like shoot on on your own net? Yeah, and score so on him. Tom, Tom gets a kick out of the fact that I scored my first goal, first game in the NHL. I don't know if you know the story or not, but I shot the puck in my own net up in Boston. I'm so <laughs> oh. JD, 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 was, JD was in that I said, "Well, JD stop it for God's sake wake up What's <laughs> the matter?
2: So, so John Tom was going to go ahead to game six but can you tell us what the room was like in overtime if you remember
1: uh so we we uh came back uh, after the second period we were winning 4-2 after the third period 4-4 yeah. and uh you know after that second period guys were kind of you know, little, oh man, it's there. It's there. It's right oh. there. We're going right. to get it. We're going to get it. Guess what? Not a chance. Right. Uh, so they, the fire came back strong and then that room was pretty, pretty quiet until, until Bobby and I said, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. And then somebody else yelled, no, I'm going to get it. No. You know, <laughs> it cool. just, it just kind of reverberated across around the room and we, right. we just kind of said had, somebody's going to get it. Somebody's going to go up there and get it right. and not, not hold back. There's no doubt in the back of the, our minds we are thinking about, oh, my God, if we go back to Philly for sure. game seven.
2: Yeah, with those maniacs in that crowd.
1: Oh, that could be scary, you know. And we, we did not want to do that.
0: So how did you feel? You make the pass. Yeah, talk about that play. That's an incredible play. Uh, I mean, the feeling when you do that, I mean, then you win, and you, you almost made the pass.
1: Oh, Just an, an unbelievable feeling. It's yeah. just like uh, time stops and you're in slow motion. Swear to God, and it's just yeah. oh my, it's an, oh my God, that thing's gonna hit the back of the net, right? <laughs> uh, but if I backtrack a little bit, our practices were two on two. We did them for a half an hour. We'd go down the ice, crisscross, and come back on our two D. Tom, you would have, you would have, you would have ate us up. You know when in practice, right? When they keep doing it on you, keep oh
0: yeah, sure. Just
1: fill in those spots, right?
0: Right. Sure.
1: I know where he's going.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So, but we did that over and over and over, and wouldn't you know it? Yeah. That play develops. Yeah. And we caught them flat-footed, just one like one second. Sure. And we and we got to create a two-on-one. I had an option of shooting. And uh, I just saw Bobby and I skating wide open. I said, yeah. I get it to him. And, uh, and there it was.
0: It's funny. Cause now I know you guys and to, to watch that play now, like I get fired up now more because <laughs> I know you guys, seriously, I do. It's just uh, like seeing you jump up in the air and doing like there. John, yeah.
2: John, how often does that, does that pop in your head? That play?
1: Uh, quite a bit, quite a bit. I, I I'm telling you, you never forget yeah. uh, things like that. Um, yeah especially when i see it when i see him i don't get to see uh bobby too much but every time i see him i think about the yeah. things we did together and, yeah and how inspirational he was and what a great uh, he was my right winger you know? and you know i'll i'll say it now Do you think people wanted to mess around with me with oh. him on the right side no not really <laughs> right?
0: he he, he, <laughs> he said to me one time on the ice i just hit him he goes I let you hit me. <laughs> he says. You did. What are you going to say to that? Too? It's like, okay, thanks, thanks, Mr. Nice. You <laughs> Yeah, very nice. All right. So, you win the Stanley Cup that year. Uh, you go on and win three more Stanley Cups with the Islanders. Uh, 19 straight playoff series you guys won. Wow. And usually you're beating wow. us in the playoffs. You, you're going through the Rangers and beating us all the time. Thank you very much.
1: You're welcome. <laughs> we, <laughs> we had the. Like, uh, hey, like I said before, you know, it, we knew. We knew if we didn't get by you guys, you know that obviously we weren't going further. But you guys had had the team that could win too.
0: Yeah. Well, Corky Gillies, uh, before he passed away, he came on the show one time and he said about that uh, was the '84 series when uh, Kenny Morrow scored. He said he, he thought that if we had won that series, we could have been the team that won the Stanley Cup that year too, which was nice one to say didn't didn't mean much, but uh, yeah, no, but I, I agree. yeah. You know, you know the biggest thing, John, that impressed me, and you're you on the team and the, the team in general, uh, just. You know again, we thought we were as good as you guys. No disrespect to your talent, though, but you guys knew how to win. It just had, and it's really hard to explain what that means, but you just had that ability. You you were playing Pittsburgh in one year, and you're, they were up on memory. The puck bounced off the boards. Randy Carlyle went back to get it. You picked up the puck. Like, you guys took advantage of those opportunities, too. Right? Was there something special you thought you think he really did learn how to win uh, after you've lost? to the Rangers in 79. Now you beat, you know, went through that tough playoff series with a uh, season with Boston and Buffalo and Philadelphia. You think you really learned how to win at that point.
1: Without, without, uh, without a doubt. Uh, those are lessons when you lose and, and you think you're good enough to win without yeah. a doubt. You, you learn, we we're able to learn from it. Uh, there's uh, I can not I can't, I can't explain it, but we did have the ability as a team to, uh, to turn it up a notch. Right. When when we we're in trouble.
0: Yeah. We, we
1: find a way to get that. Now where where does that come from? I mean, does that come from everybody thinking the same way? Right. And everybody uh what we did and and this means a lot. Like we we had a team, we all knew our role our role. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yep.
1: And there, there was no there was no selfishness. There was no way. this is what I did and right. this is what Clarky did and, and Bobby did and and uh um, you know what? I, I knew I wasn't gonna get on the power play, right? We, uh, we we had the power play, it was spectacular, right? So what was my job? My job was uh now I'm on a th- I'm on a third line, I'm playing with Wayne Merrick and Bob Nystrom. What do we, and together the three of us said we gotta make a difference? Yeah, you if you we did. can make a difference,
0: yeah. Then you know,
1: we helped help the other three lines, you know? you know.
2: One thing that's amazing about that, Tom, is there's 16 guys that won all four cups. Your team had tons of turnover at that yeah. time. but yeah. That's incredible.
1: Yeah, it is. Like every year, they added one or two guys. Right. And that guy fit in. He fit in. He was, uh, you know, you talked about Billy Carroll. Sure. Billy Carroll, what a tremendous, tremendous right. penalty killer. Yep. Uh, scored some big goals. Just uh, Anders Calor.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, so he, uh one of the best skaters have, I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: Anders Kaur, right? Yeah. Uh, am I... My uh, center iceman Wayne Merrick, he was one of the most underrated skaters. Yeah, he was a remember those uh, those lang skates. Those That's big right, plastic boots. Yeah, he used to wear those, and he I think he was the only player in the league that wore those things.
0: Yeah, but man,
1: could he skate? Yeah, he was. In, in practice, Bobby and I and I would be yelling, "Slow down!" <laughs> slow down. <laughs> well,
0: same to you, Bobby Board, right? I mean, he big oh. man, but he could fly. Yeah. Yeah. Got so you, so you win the four Stanley cups with the Islanders. Where'd you go after the Islanders? Where'd you.
1: So uh, in 86, I got traded to, uh, to Calgary.
0: Right. And you had a little contract dispute with the Islanders, correct?
1: That year in 84, I, I scored a hundred points Oh, and I, um, and yeah, I was feeling pretty good about myself. And, sure. and I was making something like 120 grand right. around that and, and uh, I said I'm going to ask for a little bit more. Right. So, uh, Billy uh, Bill Tory uh, offered me five thousand dollars a year, uh, for four years.
0: More so, five thousand dollars a year. More. More.
1: So <laughs> one twenty five to one thirty 130 to one thirty five. Oh. To
0: one forty. What did you think you should be making?
1: And uh, I thought I should have been making. You know, in my mind, I thought guys are making three fifty. Sure. Four hundred. Huh. Right. Yeah. So I shot, I shot for that. Right. And at, uh, after 28 days of not showing up to practice oh. and uh, sitting on the sidelines and uh, skating on plastic
0: ice, right,
1: 28 straight days. Right. Have you ever done that?
0: I have skated on plastic, plastic ice, but not for 28 days. No, I haven't.
1: <laughs> and it, do you know what it's like stopping?
0: Oh, I know you can't. You know yeah. Yeah,
1: when you when you when you skate on plastic, yeah, yeah you can't right. You, you stut your skates stu- stutter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't. Stop so that. this
0: is during training camp, John.
1: During training camp. Okay, okay. And then uh, the call comes that uh, okay, we're going to settle and pretty much got what I wanted. Oh, and, yep, got what I wanted. But at the end of the day, March comes around, the trade deadline comes right. around, and he was trading me.
0: Oh, you saw Sorry. it coming. You saw that coming. I saw it. Right. I should
1: have saw it. And once he told me, I knew. I, right. I, sh- I should have seen it coming. Right. But that's okay.
0: Yeah. So yeah. were you, I mean, you You had some great times. In the Islanders it had to hurt though, right? When you get you get traded.
1: Oh, it really hurt. you right. you'll love this. Is uh, we were playing the team I got traded to that night. Oh. And you know, the, uh, the dungeons of the Nassau Coliseum. Sure. Uh, the visiting dress room is just down the hallway. Yep and uh out goes my hockey equipment oh. in a uh, shopping cart oh <laughs> down to the uh, down to the visiting dressing room
0: so just so everybody knows usually they oh, give you usually they give you your bag to take your equipment so when they put it in the shopping cart they're sending a message that <laughs> yeah. you, you are not wanted yes oh, wow oh that's cold
1: there it goes there goes my shopping cart. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that, had to be fun. that had to be funny looking back now it's pretty funny if i was in the calgary dressing room with that shopping cart comes rolling in John Tannenly's equipment. That'd be pretty funny. That'd, that'd get a kick it out. It was. Oh man. It
1: was. But I, uh, I had my dad with me. He was oh, visiting.
0: right? Me.
1: And uh, I was in the stick room, um, uh, it, which was across the hallway from our dress room. I was right. in the stick room picking out some sticks, and and our, our old trainer Jimmy Pickard was That's there, right. yeah, yeah, uh, sharpening skates. And in comes Billy Bowtie, right? Oh, yeah. Sure comes in and uh, and he tells Jimmy, uh, yeah, leave the room. Oh. I knew right then that I was getting traded and right. all I said was, where? And he said, Calgary. And I just walked out. Oh. I just walked out. So now now I gotta go into the dress room and grab my dad. And there, there's Clarky and Bobby and I and they're all laughing and talking to my dad, right? Sure. And I, I said to my dad, I said, dad, we gotta go. He goes, he goes why? I said no. We got to go. <laughs> so uh, I said, "Yeah, they I, they they just traded me." I said, so we walked out, went home, spent the afternoon, and Cliff Fletcher called me and convinced me to play. And I oh. I, I don't think I should have played that night. Right. Be, uh, uh, for some reason I just didn't. I just yeah. Stopped. Sure.
0: I'll blame I blame you a bit. Yeah.
1: I was shocked. I was. Sure. I couldn't believe it.
0: Yeah. Well, you were. I mean, I, 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 feel this way. You were one of the heart and soul guys of the Islanders that won those four cups and went to the finals the fifth time. So yeah, I don't blame you a bit. I remember when I got traded, I didn't done what you'd done, but I still, I was a captain, assistant captain, players player. You felt like that was your team. So when you get traded, it's the same thing. I look back at, I should have seen it coming, but still, once it happens, it's, yeah, it stings. Yeah.
1: It does. Right. You really, yeah. uh, but you know what? It's true. I mean, yeah. I, I read this in the paper the other day, you know, uh if you you know if you don't want to if they don't want you you don't yeah. want to be somewhere you're not wanted
0: yep yeah. totally oh, yeah. i I do get a kick out of the shopping cart though totally. <laughs> oh that's that's funny uh what uh so how many years did you spend in Calgary?
1: uh so from the deadline to the end of that year right and that year we went to the Stanley Cup finals against right. the Montreal Canadiens.
2: that's right yeah Who beat the Rangers in semifinals That's that right, year, right, yeah. Tom? Yes, they did. Yes.
1: They did. How yeah. far did that uh, series go?
0: Six games, I think. I think what six yeah. games? Yeah. But that was all Patrick Wall, yeah, right? Pat, Wall was unbelievable. Yeah, we were on a roll. We were playing well. Yeah.
1: You guys yeah. should have beat him, huh? Or
0: I, I, I do, do think well. so. Yeah, I, I do think we should have beat him, yeah. Yeah.
1: So that uh so Wall was the difference.
0: Yep. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, we we had a great team. We yeah. had a bunch of young young kids, right? Sure. Really good players. Yeah. Uh, but but again Similar to our situation, when we lost yeah. in the beginning, they had to figure it out. Right. They had to figure out what they needed to so. get to get beyond. And a couple of years later, they go on to right. win.
0: That's right. So you spent the rest of that year there, that year you get traded.
1: Uh, that year and two year, two more years.
0: Oh, two more. So. And,
2: okay. and then, and then he, now, John's to play with Gordy Howe. Then he gets to play with the legend himself, Tom <laughs> and,
0: and and Wayne Gretzky and <laughs> just i'll set the stage a little bit too I, I don't think like john and i hated each other but when we played against each other we, like in those playoff series we were always out there against each other like both coaches wanted us like bobby nye and I, and I i was out there john right,
2: you hated john. him right john tell, tell the truth
1: i was so happy to be tom's teammate because oh. i knew my back was going to feel yeah. a lot better
0: so my job was to clear out the front of the net and there, i'll never forget this and i saw the video of it recently i ran him over in front of the net, and he looks up at me like like he just wanted to kill me like it's just <laughs> the, the nastiest look on his face so we end up being neighbors in la as well uh and we hit it off right away i guess because we played against each other so much it's like we basically knew each other already and uh, hit it off right away
1: well, But you we... uh, you were welcoming you know with open yeah. arms you yeah. uh you took me in and yeah. and uh, we're I really enjoyed it,
0: Tom. Those that was it was a great time, right? Cuz Wayne got yep. there and it really turned out. So John and I would go to the airport together. Right. And we live in different worlds. Like we, we totally respect each other, love each other all, but we live in different worlds. So John yeah. drives a Mercedes, I drive a pickup truck. <laughs> so I would want to drive the farthest lot away to pay the least amount of money right. for parking. John would want <laughs> to <the> valet park. <laughs> yeah, not, not valet we used to get close
1: to be close oh i know five miles away
0: oh it's funny we might as well have walked to the airport where i went (laughs) and i i think we would both do it to each other just to get each other going a little bit too so we would take turns driving to the airport and john would be mad when i parked too close and i'd be making fun of him or he'd be mad when i parked too far away so we had a good time though
2: did you guys room on on the road together or you i don't think we ever did no
1: i don't think so no i don't think so i I never had the privilege of Uh,
0: that's right. That was great. These are great times in LA. And how many years were you in LA then? Three years. Yeah. And then where next?
1: So then, uh, then I signed a one-year deal with Chicago. That's right. Chicago played for uh, Big Mike Keenan.
0: That's right. Oh, Tom's that, favorite. Yeah. Oh, what is
1: he your for two, Tom?
0: Oh, what a dick! No respect. For, <laughs> no respect for him whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Apparently, Ron Duguay's good friends with him now and say he's he's really changed. And I hope he has. Yeah, but I, I say he's the way he was then. I hope he's changed and he's a different man. But no, yeah. I, I I
1: admire admired him for his drive to win. Yep, yep. You know, and just, just uh, the communication that uh, unfortunately I had with him was not great. Right, and yep. uh, you know that's a that's a that's you know that's a something that you you know you have to get beyond. You have yeah. to. Yeah. communication if you don't have that forget it yeah. Yeah, you know definitely.
0: so one year in chicago
1: so uh it was part of a year okay. so at the, at the trade trade deadline i got traded to uh correct
0: that's right yep
1: and uh so that's uh so that in that, that year in a nutshell like i uh in chicago i played the first 11 games and i've been playing left wing my whole career mm-hmm. and i'm uh, playing center ice between uh, 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 Stu Grimson oh. and Mike Peluso.
0: You get, oh, wow. you get the tough guy line.
1: Yeah, I could I could do whatever I wanted there. Yeah, that's me. true. That's true. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. No, 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 no. I would I would not have cross-checked you back then with those guys <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. You
1: would have said sorry, sorry, yeah. Mr. Chadella. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: apologize for everything I've ever done. Yeah. Um,
1: but I those guys were, they, they didn't really have, you know, like I know you did, Tom. You enjoyed practice. Enjoyed coming to the rink and being yeah. on the ice and practicing, having fun, yeah. Yeah. but working hard. Right?
0: Yeah, sure. And
1: I I really I love doing that too. Right. And, uh, Stu and, and Mike, they were they were so afraid to have fun out there.
0: Oh, because and of Keenan?
1: Because yeah. of Keenan? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. oh, yeah. we can't do that. I said, why can't we score a couple goals in practice? Sure. Let's go score a couple goals. Come on. Yeah. And I, I, they looked at me like I had two heads.
0: Like, oh, is that right?
1: Yeah. oh wait. We can't do that. We got to go. We gotta go straight and dump it in. I said, right. "No, let's go have some fun." That's
0: cool. That's cool. But yeah, so when you get traded, you hurt your ankle at some point too during the Chicago Quebec time, right? Didn't you hurt your ankle?
1: Uh, no, I when I got to Quebec, right? Two injuries. I uh, I slid into the boards, heel right. first. Right. It was my right heel, right, and I fractured a part of my heel, but it was non-weight bearing. Oh. So I could play. Right. right? Uh, about a week later, I take a slap shot to the cheekbone oh, from, uh, from Taterinov. Remember? Uh, sure. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: I'm, I'm going to the net and he's, uh, he winds up and it and it kind of gets deflected just a little bit. And I see it. Right. If I didn't turn my head, it would hit me dead in the eye. Oh, sorry. And I turn, I turn mm. my head and hit me on a cheekbone and went up. Oh God. When they were up pretty high, up about 20 rows into the stance, right? Sure. And uh, and the crowd was going, oh, that guy's hurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I go down to my knees. And I have uh, I have uh some referee buddies from, from Milton. Right. And one of my I can't remember his name. What the heck was his name? It's, um anyhow, he says, Johnny, Johnny, you're okay. You're okay. I said, no, I'm not. My eyes hanging out and oh. my cheeks fractured, right? He says, "No, no, it's there. You're you're good." So I go off the ice in a stretcher, right? Oh. And uh, I go to the hospital, and uh, I get two stitches. Oh. And and I got no, I got nothing. It's uh, the X-ray shows nothing.
0: Oh, wow.
1: So the next morning and the next couple of days, like I can't, I can't bite down. I can't. Sure. And uh, so I take another X-ray, and I have a spiral fracture. Oh. In my cheek that runs down my cheekbone Oof. and in the middle of your cheek are all your nerves that oh. come and go down your face right so uh i'm feeling a little numb i got numbness there right and i oh my god i'm not gonna be able to feel my face the rest of my life right, right. right. and uh but it all thank god it all came back yeah. but but why i'm telling this story is because pierre page is the coach sure and just picture me in a dressing room. I'm 35 years old yeah. before the game. And I'm walking around. I'm limping because I got a fractured heel. Sure. And I got this big, big, huge cheek, right, that I have to wear now, a fish cage, like a full shield. And I'm walking around, and there's Joe Sackett. There's sure. Nolan. Yeah. There's Matt Sundin. Sure. Uh, Valerie Kaminsky. There's uh, all these young kids. They're yeah. looking at me like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> uh, so I went into Pierre. I said, "Pierre, I like. Do you really want me to play?" And he goes, "Yes, yes, Johnny. I want you to show these guys. I want you to show them." And I go, "Oh, okay." And I played.
0: Yeah. And now remember, Pierre Paget, Oh, we got a picture of you with the shield on too. Wow! You got caught on a hockey card. Wow. And now Pierre Paget is the only man whose eyes bug out more than yours do. <laughs> Good enough. So uh, one of the stories about John is when John sleeps, not all the time, but he, when he's falls asleep on a plane, he falls asleep with his eyes open. Oh, that's so weird. So we would we would say to the steward of the flight attendant, we saw he wants something over there. He wants something. <laughs> and then when he's trying to sleep, so the flight attendant's trying to talk to him because it looks like he's looking at him.
1: Nobody could cut my tie.
0: Oh, I know. We were terrible back then. My eye
1: was open. Nobody
0: Oh, could. well, this is so again, we did not fly uh, uh <laughs> Uh, the charters, this is all commercial, commercial. so we had, a blow, we had a ball, too. We That team we had in L.A. there, like there was yourself, uh, Larry Robinson, Gretz, uh, a really old veteran team. So nothing surprised us. Like the night when we were in Detroit and Robbie Fitorik uh, benched Gretz, oh, <laughs> which was God. a classic night. We are all like giggling like little kids, like he's not going to do it. He's not going to do it. <laughs> he did. He did. didn't last too much long after that. So uh, Quebec, then, that was the final year of your career?
1: That was it. So it just happened.
0: what? Just at the end of the year, you said, "Listen, I just can't do it anymore. I'm stupid beat yeah. up here.
1: Well, that year, remember Lindros? Right? Yeah. Lindros did not want to play in Quebec. Yep. So he um, he ended up in Philly. Yep. Uh, and Philly sent five really good players. That's to right. Quebec and and that was the writing on the wall for me. I had a right. I had a chance to go play in Europe, but yeah. I said, "No thanks. I'm not going to do that." I actually. I think we reached out to uh, Phil Esposito Oh. because uh, I think he was down in Tampa then.
0: That's right. Yep. yep.
1: And uh, we, you know, he said, you know, I'll give you i I'll give you a tryout. And I said, <laughs>
0: yeah, right. I won four Stanley cups. I don't think I was going to do a tryout. Yet. <laughs> That's yeah. very nice. So, so nice. at that point, then the career's over.
1: Career's over. I said, okay, time to go to work.
0: Okay. So now it's, now you change into something different. What do you do now right away?
1: So I'm in the uh, title insurance
0: business. That's it. Right. And you worked on that while you were playing, right?
1: I did. Okay. I, uh, I've been in that business since 1982. Wow. While I, while I played. But not, not during the days I played, but in the summer. Right. You know, and, and uh, in the off season.
0: See, I really admire that a lot. Like, Dave Maloney's is the same way. He had a career prepared for himself. So when the game, he actually had two years left on his contract, uh, but didn't want to play anymore. He had a career already set up and ready to go. I, I totally admire that because a lot of us weren't like that. I mean, we right. should have been like that, but we didn't prepare for the game after that. Yeah, Tom went to truck driving school. <laughs> I did. I did go to truck driving school. Too. So I called up the Rangers one day. I said, I'm going to school. And they, they think I'm going to Harvard Business School or something. What are you doing, Tom? I said, I'm going to truck driving school. So yeah. They were, they were <laughs> set the example Makes for everybody sense. else. So, so, John,
2: you had a successful business career. You, you then got into coaching, right? Can we talk about that a little bit? Because I heard you had an assistant coach oh, okay. who was kind of like an anchor.
1: What a beauty! What a beauty he was. So uh, I did. I uh, and the only reason I coached is because uh, what I was seeing happening, you know, uh, the kids on the ice weren't weren't getting uh, everything out of the game that they could. So I said, you know what, I gotta I gotta do this. And I didn't really want to, but but I did. And and uh, Tom knows that when I step into something, I'm. Ooh. I'm taking it on. I,
0: I Very serious when I say this, I, I love this man. I respect this man totally. And one of the reasons I feel the way I do about him is, yeah, you're exactly right. If you're going to do it, whatever it is in your life, you're giving it 100%. There's no halfway with John Tinelli, right? That's
1: right. That's yeah. right. So this is, uh, we were coaching for a while. And then uh, there's, a, there's a year where you compete for the Nationals. And and I was uh, focusing in on that. And, and uh, you know, I had some dads helping me. uh Uh, to in the prior years to coaching and it it wasn't it wasn't the perfect scenario uh so i said you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna go out there and get a defensive coach and
0: uh everyone said no everybody everybody else said no
1: i was i said i gotta ask it's like a shot on net i gotta ask right you know if you don't hit the net and uh tom was kind of curious and uh interested and i said i think you'll love it come on we'll hang out together we'll We'll have a good time. And uh... <laughs>
0: so I, I had some buddies that are referees at youth hockey, and uh, they would ask me a couple of times. They said, You're your friends with Tonelli? I said, Yeah, I'm great friends. I, get, I totally admire the man. He said, He likes to yell a little bit yeah. on the bench. <laughs> so, so we met for the first time, and I think, okay, I'll get John's opinion on this. You know, he won't be yelling that much. I said to John, I said, so the rumor is that you do a lot of yelling on the bench. He goes, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> There's no question about that. There's the one story that was funny where your wife was at home watching the video the year we coached together. And you were in the other room. Yeah. And she's one of the parents that taped the game. And uh, you heard this yelling. And you couldn't figure out who it was that was yelling on the tape, so You yelled to your wife. Who's that yelling all the time? <laughs> <laughs> it's you. That's a, and, true, that's a true story. I think I
1: stopped yelling after that. Oh
0: no, you didn't. You never stopped yelling. <laughs> you yelled to the last second of the last game. Listen, we it was funny on the bench. We had some times too where uh so I'm coaching the defenseman and I'm trying to get the defenseman to calm down and think to game. Now, John's game and how he's coaching is like rev the guys up, you know, get them going. That's how John played the game, that's how he lived his life. He's all out all the time. So uh we had defenseman make a mistake, and John would start walking down towards the defenseman. I put the hand out, get away from my guys, <laughs> get, get away from. Them. Cross-check we, him in the back. Um, we we had some times there where we were mad at each other a couple of times, you know, but it was all like you know, two minutes later it's over with. But it was uh
2: you never brought up like hey,
0: you know, when you got me in eighty three, I was pissed about that. That oh, never came up when you're coaching. Oh yeah, we <laughs> joked around about that quite a bit. No, that's I yeah, we joke around about it, but the kids got such a great experience about it. Uh and we you know and I or John and I talked about it after the season and he really he wanted the kids, it was yeah, they wanted him to win, but it was more the experience about, you know, how to get the most out the of ground. life. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, really, it really was. And again, it was not just about hockey. It was a life lesson. Well, that,
2: yep. That speaks to both you guys. I mean, your, your career was being a steady stay at home, yep. tough defense, John, and, and I wanted to ask you this, like, how, how did you get so good at working the corners?
1: Well, I had to figure out a way to, uh, to survive that on that team, find a spot, you know, mm. again, I didn't, I didn't, uh, have the opportunity of being on a power play or, killing penalties you know i "I gotta do something here i gotta figure it out and and it just along the way i said i'm gonna go into those corners and i'm gonna win every battle and uh and do it that way you know and and i I actually enjoyed it i actually liked it yeah
0: i don't think it was as much technique it was like heart and drive and determination right yeah
1: yeah i had a i had a little um uh, my technique was getting in there first, believe it or not. Yeah. I wanted to be in there first yeah. and I wanted that defenseman to hit me as hard as he could. yeah Because then then I would think he's a little bit off balance and I could escape, yeah. right, with the puck. But there's a couple times where I made a mistake uh, letting that guy hit me. Sure. Right? One of them was Jay Wells. Oh. I, let, uh, I got in there first and Jay Wells hit me. And you know that sensation... Tom, when your bones get rattled,
0: oh, yeah,
1: oh, he rattled my bones.
0: Jay's tough, dude, too. Jay's <laughs> oh, tough,
1: boy, I'll never forget. I said, I'm uh, we're gonna go in there together, we're not right. gonna, go in there. I'm not right. gonna go in there first. Right. Right. <laughs> right?
0: I'll tell you, this is the way people looked at uh, John Tilly. So, when I played against John. Like, it was a test of my, okay, that's John Tonelli. He is the hardest worker that's right. ever played in the National Hockey So when he went into, for me, when I went to play against you, that was like a test for me. Like, I wanted to be able to work as hard as John Tonelli. That was the way people looked at it. I mean, we were a tournament up in Toronto. I know a coach from one of the youth teams, that was coaching a college team or something, came over to you and said that, uh, in every stall and the team that he coached, he put a picture of John Tonelli because he wanted the guys to work as hard as wow. John Tonelli. So that was, again, for me, that was, again, that, that was, I, I hope you know that that's the way people looked at you. That's the way I looked at you is like, if I can work as hard as John Tonelli, then that's like, that's something. I really be proud of myself. So it's pretty cool. That,
1: that's probably uh, listen, that's, it's a great compliment, Tom. Thank you so yeah. much. But that yeah. the answer to answer like what, why they get so good in the corners. Cause uh, it was what I could do. Yeah. To help me, mm-hmm. you know you and I wanted to be the best at it yeah
2: so so John you don't coach anymore do you
1: I absolutely do not
0: <laughs>
2: you know we've had we've had on a couple of Tom's former clients and most of them fired him did you fire Tom as your assistant coach
0: <laughs> he so did yeah
1: we retired together
0: they retired that's together fun. that's right too that's yeah. any regrets John
1: uh you know probably uh coaching coaching oh. young kids uh a little differently oh, yeah. and uh kind of Shutting off, shutting off the intensity part of it, you know, and being more, you know, I know, I know you'll, you'll say, no, nah, you got, you had to be yourself, but I, I, I actually, it's, it's really the truth. Like the reason I made it is because guys coached me like that. Yeah. I responded. Yeah. So I, I thought I could convince and get kids to work even if they were very talented, but to yeah. come to work. And right. ready to play, right? right? And I thought I could uh, relay that, but it's it's tough. It's really tough as as uh, the years went on, and I was coaching the kids. I wish I would have settled down a little bit more, you know. Yeah. But you know. But what?
0: that's who you. But that's John Tanelli though, right? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. that's who you are. Right? Yeah. yeah. So you recently had your number retired at UBS Arena with the Islanders, too. How was that? Pretty
1: special. Yeah. Pretty special. I'm a I'm a real yeah. lucky. Real lucky guy to have that uh, happen um, again. It doesn't happen without the new ownership, without sure. John Ledecky and Scott Malkin and the approval of Lou Lamarillo. You know, uh, uh, they, they chatted about it and, and thought it was the right thing to do. And when I got the call, I, was, uh, I couldn't believe it. I was, right. I was shocked. It was unbelievable. What a great right. what a great, great thing to happen.
0: That's an honor too, especially with an organization that's won as many Stanley Cups as I have, and everything. All the great players that have played there. That is an honor. Uh, you have not been named to the Hockey Hall of Fame yet. You should be. Absolutely.
1: Uh, I don't know about that. Yeah. I don't. I don't really think about that.
0: Well, yeah, then that's part of, like people that don't know the Hall of Fame selection committee. You need to have somebody to stand up for you to really push you through. There's a lot of guys that you know. We've talked to Bernie Nichols, to Brian Prop. Uh, other guys, Alex McGillney's out there. You have to have somebody to step up, and you're in that. You know you're in the category. Your numbers are there. Four Stanley Cups, uh, MVP of the or was it the Canada, Canada Cup? Cup?
1: Yeah, Canada Cup. Yep.
0: Right. And and we should not forget this too, Mister Islander. Nineteen eighty one was it? Nineteen eighty one. You're yeah. Mister Islander. Yeah. So apparently, oh, wait, what does that mean? So they had a uh, what? So you had some kind of a uh, like fan night or something, right? When the guys were getting up and singing or performing. And didn't Clark Gillies tell you that you're 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 singing and that's it?
1: So, Clarky uh, approached me uh, one day after practice and said, "We're going to do this thing for Impact on Hunger, oh. and we're going to have like a, like a guys' version of a beauty contest." Oh. Can you imagine that? Uh, it was somewhere in Hempstead, like a oh. twenty five hundred uh, uh, seat uh, uh, audience. You know, this, this big stage, and and uh, he says, "You're going to do Elvis." I said, "No, I'm not." He's he says, "Oh yes, you are." I Dude,
0: said, Kirk Gillies tells you, "You're doing something." You're <laughs> doing it, yeah. You're doing it,
1: right? So his his eyebrows came together. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he says, "Yes, you are." I oh, said, that's right. Hey, yes, I am. Oh. So uh, you know, uh, Clarky could sing. I I couldn't sing. Wait,
0: could Clarky sing? I didn't know that. Oh no. yeah. Oh.
1: Clarky got up and sang the uh, the gambler. Oh. Yeah. Uh, did a great job. Right. Uh, Butch uh, Butch Goring, I remember he did some dance he was some disco guy or whatever oh, yeah and uh i forget what the other guys did but but i was uh i had on the elvis pantsuit right and uh I, I did have a couple of cocktails before I went out there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you so you won the contest too right
1: uh by default <laughs> oh no, that's funny
0: that's funny that's funny so i ask these guys all the time and i think i know the answer you. dude you love your life and love yourself? Now?
1: ah boy i i'm i listen i'm really really proud and proud of where i am today and and uh i love you know i do i do like uh yeah. what I did you know i I look back and i go man, you're one lucky guy you know yeah. to because uh, a lot of people do work hard and they don't get to where they want to go yeah. Yeah. you know i was i was able to get there mm-hmm. you know and and uh I still have to work to to this day yeah the day you stop working and moving and yeah. Figuring out, you know,
0: yeah, like you, John, you are obviously a great friend of mine. I, I, our friendship means a lot to me, but it's, I think, I look at you and I think, man, you get the most out of everything you do, right? Like your marriage, your as a father, as a player, your business life, is, like that, that seems to be the thing, right? If, I, if you're going to do it, like we said before, you're going to give it 100%. At most,
1: most definitely. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm always, uh, oh, listen, it's, it's tough, right? It's tough today, the world yeah. we live in today. And, uh, yeah. how do you, how do you, Get your kids to work hard. You know, sure. luckily I've I've succeeded. My guys are, are working. Yeah. You know, and, They're great kids. Yeah, yeah. And it just and uh I, you just uh you know the more the, the one thing I like to think that I can do is help people more. You know, yeah. just sure. get up there and and be a be a positive influence yeah. on people we meet. Right.
0: Yeah. Well, listen, big guy. Uh, thank you very much for coming on the show. I really do, and you know this. I uh, love you. I admire you. A great friend, and uh, you're not a very good coach, but other than that, <laughs> you're a good man,
1: <laughs> Tom. I love you too, buddy. All right, great good to bye. have
0: you on the show. Great to have Thanks you for on coming show. on, John. See you, bud.
1: Thanks, pal. Thanks, Tom.
2: What a great show! It's so cool that you guys have this friendship and yeah. relationship. It's just it's awesome, man.
0: Yeah, John Tanelli's one of my best friends. I tell you, I admire him so much. Uh, I just You know, again, we've talked to a few people on these shows, and we've had a few of them like this, but uh, John has got the most out out of his life, not just the hockey part of it, but his life, his marriage, his kids, his business. You know, the way he is is a person I totally admire. Him.
2: No, yeah, and I asked him, and I don't think kids today can appreciate or the f- hockey fans like that guy was the best guy in the corners. He oh, worked his yeah. ass off and always came out with the puck, just, just incredible
0: in the yeah. corners. Well, I told him on the show, I said, that When I went against him, it was this i say, This is John Tonelli, this is the hardest worker that's probably ever played in the national yeah. hockey. League. This is a real test for me to see. You have to step could... your game up, yeah, totally, yeah, awesome, yeah, great show, great, we got him on, real good. All right, Grasshoppers, thank you for listening. We had a fantastic show. We'll see you next time. If you like the Full Change Podcast, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts.